Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray Show, The Twist. Welcome to The Twist News. I'm Erica Gray. Tonight's show, we're going to talk about Russian imperialism, because we hear a lot about Russian imperialism and how Russia is going into Ukraine because its real aim is to go beyond Ukraine. And I've also heard this when I've been over in Europe from a politician who stated the same. And you'll hear this with the Eastern Bloc members. This is their view. You know, when you talk to some of the nationals, I talked to someone in, from Lithuania. He was a journalist. Same viewpoint. And you can't tell them otherwise. They are convinced that Russia is going to go beyond Ukraine. And this was actually a topic that Sergei Lavrov, Russia's foreign minister, addressed and Putin himself addressed it. So first, let's hear what Sergei Lavrov has to say. And after that, I want to show you a map because there's going to be some revelations to this topic when I show you what's on the map. But first, let's hear what Sergei Lavrov had to say. When he commented on the same Biden statement that Putin will now conquer Ukraine, then he will go to the Baltic states, to Finland, and further, that they must be on guard. Putin said that this is nonsense. Everyone, including President Biden, is well aware that Russia has no such plans. We have no territorial disputes with NATO countries. In general, we no longer have territorial disputes with anyone. All territorial disputes with Japan have also been closed. They understand this very well, but returning to the zone of the Ukrainian operation, he said that we have no such intentions. It was the Westerners who broke off relations with us. It was they who made us either an opponent or now an enemy. We never wanted to break off this relationship. Okay, notice also that Sergei Lavrov stated that they didn't want to break off relations with the West. Well, now I'm going to show you a map because if you tune in to the U.S. media, Europe's media, you hear a lot about Russia aggression. It's all Russia aggression, as so much so that there's no other viewpoint but Russia aggression. So, so much so that now it's Russia imperialism. So let's take a look at a map of Russia. Putin himself stated that Russia is so big, it is the largest continent in the world, and that it is so big that he is working on developing within his own country, let alone attempting to conquer any other country. Like, that's not even on his mind. That's not an aim. Like, there's enough with just developing Russia that is a monumental task. So Putin himself has stated that. But I want to take a peek quickly at a map of Russia's wars. Now, the the old saying that a leopard doesn't change its spots. This actually originates in the Bible. Jeremiah 13.23 states, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard its spots? Then may you also do good who are accustomed to doing evil. 
So we hear all of this about Russia aggression, Russia imperialism, and Vladimir Putin has been in power for a long time. He is the longest serving Russian president since Stalin. And he's been in power since like 1999, like 23, four years now. And so consider that a leopard doesn't change its spots. So in all of this time, we're gonna look at all of the territory now that Russia has conquered. On this map, you see Ukraine, and further down, you can see Georgia. These are the two countries outside of Russia where there have been issues, there has been conflict. And in Ukraine right now, it's the eastern part of Ukraine, Donbass and Crimea, Odessa, the eastern part of Ukraine, and also we see Georgia, and there was the conflict in Georgia, the 2008 Russian-Georgian war. So this is it, two countries. And Ukraine, we're gonna talk a bit about Ukraine because with Ukraine, there's the issue of the Donbass region, which is populated by Russians, where Zelensky was going in and not allowing them to speak the Russian language and committing all kinds of acts against the Russians that were there, as well as it was a complicated history because the US installed a puppet government and then you had the European Union with an association agreement and Russia wanting to get in on that agreement and being basically poo-pooed by the European Union. There was a lot of different things going on but the most prevailing was the fact that Ukraine was going to join NATO and there would be missiles facing Russia essentially in its backyard, eventually facing Russia. And Russia had asked Ukraine to be neutral. So that was a line in the sand that was drawn and Russia then sent in troops for its special operation when that line in the sand was repeatedly crossed. And there was the Minsk Accords and the violation of the Minsk Accords on the part of Ukraine. And there's a lot of history there. And so this was an involved situation. This was not just Russia one day decides to go into Ukraine because it's an aggressor. That's not the case. But let's take on the flip side Let's take a peek now at the U.S. wars. Uh, we can see a lot more territory here, a lot more countries. More recently, the U.S. has, within the time that Vladimir Putin has been in power, has fought many more wars. So what the United States has done, basically, is vilify Vladimir Putin, vilify Russia, have all this propaganda that comes from its media to get the population to think that Russia is this terrible aggressor. And you know, I've even heard like major military personnel stating about Russia aggression and this plan of Russia. And Vladimir Putin recently came out and he talked about 
the plan, the U.S.'s plan to break up Russia. On this show, when this Russia-Ukraine conflict first broke out, I had Count Christian Andlau, who is the president of Pan-Europa in Strasbourg, and he stated that the aim was to break up Russia for product and for the products of Russia, and he wasn't far off. I want to cite an article for you. This is an article that appeared in Eurasia Review News and Analysis. Washington's plan to break up Russia. This is an op-ed. The author quoted Zbigniew Brzezinski, who summed it up in an article in Foreign Affairs when he stated, given Russia's size and diversity, a decentralized political system and free market economies would be most likely to unleash the creative potential of the Russian people and Russia's vast natural resources. A loosely confederated Russia composed of a European Russia, a Siberian Republic, and a Far Eastern Republic would also find it easier to cultivate closer economic relations with its neighbors. Each of the confederated entities would be able to tap its local creative potential, stifled for centuries by Moscow's heavy bureaucratic hand. In turn, a decentralized Russia would be less susceptible to imperial mobilization. So Putin is basically quoted as citing myths, and he's not citing a myth when he talks about the aim to break up Russia. Because you have to ask yourself, why the the U.S. Senate reports? I read the Senate report back in the mid-2000s. Why? Like, what was Russia doing? Like, I'm not getting it. Because I've been watching this for many years now. And why? This makes a lot of sense because the U.S. wants to remain dominant in a unipolar world where it's calling the shots and maybe behind closed doors feels that if it can subdue Russia or break up Russia, then a lot of the big businessmen that are pumping up the politicians in Washington can then benefit from what they would be able to build over there. So actually it does make sense. So quickly, I wanna just give you some insights about Vladimir Putin, because Putin is very much vilified and regarded as having imperialist aims. And Putin is actually a nationalist. He's a nationalist. He refers to Russia as the motherland. He reads Russian poets, listens to the Russian composers, has a strong relationship with the Russian Orthodox Church. And if you listen to him, he's a nationalist. He loves his country, he loves his people, and he loves Russian culture. He's not a Nazi, that's a difference. And that's another statement about Putin, that the Nazi is a myth. But if you also look at that history of what happened in Russia and how many Russians were killed by the Nazis, you can understand why when in the Donbass region, 
this kind of behavior is happening again. The Russians took it very seriously. And then you can also understand Sergei Lavrov's comment to Israel in not understanding what they now have experienced, the Russian people. And essentially, the Russia-Ukraine war after that, you had almost cancel Russia culture completely, this attempt. And now in the media, there's no room for anybody who speaks on behalf of Russia. Jackson Hinkle's channel was just taken down by YouTube for no reason. I may be next because of this video, because I'm giving you an alternate viewpoint. Putin, he's a nationalist. And just like Sergei Lavrov said, they wanted good relations with the West. Russia wanted relations with the West. Putin was continuously extending an olive branch. He is probably, again, as Christian Dianlau stated, the most pro-Western of all of Russia's leaders. And yet he's been so vilified. And now what has happened is boomerang sanctions have harmed the U.S. economy, also harmed Europe's because of the inflation. And in addition, you also have Russia now making alliances with essentially those who are in conflict with the West. But it's the West that has pushed Russia into this position. So not only has the West shot itself in the foot in its economy, but even in its geostrategic relations with other nations, it has now pushed Russia into the arms of nations that it has disputes or various conflicts with. So I hope you found this informative and I hope as you can see this map of Russia as being very revealing in this conflict. Now you may look at this and say, that's really scary. Russia is so huge, it's gonna want now more of the world. But we have to go back to the Bible verse. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard its spots? And that gives you our answer. What do we see in the last 23 years that Putin has been in power, two countries? I believe the United States has been in about six different conflicts or more. So essentially what Putin wanted was good relations with the West, but it also had to draw a line in the sand when it came to Ukraine and its borders. And let's look at what the United States did. Let's, let's look at the blowing up of Nord Stream 1 and 2. There's a story there as well because Nord Stream 2 was really going to infringe on some of Biden's deals, and not just Biden's deals, other U.S. politicians' deals in the Ukraine on that pipeline, and also for LNG gas, for the U.S. to sell LNG gas at an exorbitant price to Europe. So this is what the map essentially tells us. The map shows us the U.S. conflicts, it shows us that, in fact, the leopard has not changed his spots. 
but it shows the absurdity now of what's in the media and what everybody is out there stating. I heard a piece by the London School of Economics I couldn't believe. I, I fact-checked it. And the facts that they were citing was wrong. They were calling something that Putin said a myth, and it was not a myth. I fact-checked it. So you have to be very careful with what you hear. Uh, you know, people are like sheep. They follow the herd. And journalists are doing the same thing. And think tanks are doing the same thing. Look at the facts. Look at that map. That map is very telling. That's right. This map is very telling. That possibly the United States and the West is very threatened just by the mere scope of the landmass of Russia. And they're going back into a history that's, ain't, that's old history for Russia. Not Russia today. Not Putin's Russia. Putin wanted a strong Russian economy. He wanted packs with the West. That's what he wanted. It's pro-Western. Oh, somebody had to say it. So I'll be interested in your comments. Be sure to stay tuned for more. If you don't subscribe to The Twist, that's what you get here is a twist on the news. And Jackson Hinkle, what a tragedy that his channel was taken down. Mike Jones's channel, I've had Mike on the show, channel taken down. And so in honor of their channels, this broadcast today. So in the meantime, be sure to subscribe again and check out our Amazon store and stay tuned for more. Tune in next time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.